0: Michael Anderley, thanks for being here on Behind the Fiction. Thank you for having me, Steve.
1: You know, you're responsible for a lot of different series at LMBPN. So we're going to work our way through some of them that we haven't really talked about before. And the first one we're going to talk about is Cryptid Assassin, one of the series in the zoo. And it's been incredibly popular. So we had the third book, third book released today. We're recording this on oh, Friday, th- March 20th. Is it three is it Three or four
0: no you might be right i, I, think, I
1: don't know <laughs> i think it's three i think it's three
0: okay i can't tell because we're already running on six
1: but it might yeah it might be four yeah so we're 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 far enough ahead and different things are in the editing stage so yeah we never we never really know we're not sure what the title is because we always just think of them as <laughs> cryptid assassin one two three four
0: yeah it's actually four they're just gosh darn it now you're gonna make me think about this twice and three times so you keep talking okay and so, when I'm so anyway down for everybody <laughs>
1: Yeah, so you won't even see it if I'm talking. So how about this background here, by the way? Michael and I are going to record a number of different episodes today. So um, I I thought I'm going to move my desk around so that I don't have the halo effect over my head. And we have that LMBPN logo, which I think is kind of cool. So what is it, Michael? What's the answer?
0: Um, You you really got done much quicker than I needed you to be. (laughs) You you
1: looked up. So I thought, okay, he's ready.
0: No, I was going to mention, you know, it's like, yeah, because what happened is that, for some reason on my calendar, I was showing that we, our call, talk was at 12 p.m. And so I had reached out to you saying, Hey, are we going to be meeting at 10 p.m., which is that I thought in my mind versus the 12 that was on my calendar. And it was 45 minutes and you about eight minutes till you said, Well, no, you know, we can, we can go ahead and move. And then I'm like, No, it's okay. I was cooking breakfast. And I'm like, Oh, I can move. And you're like, No, I'm messing with something. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> All right. And it was Cryptid Assassin 4 Headhunter is the title of the book that was released today. So let's talk about the series. Well, first, let's take several steps back and talk about the zoo, just kind of in general, the zoo, and then let's dig down into or dive down into Cryptid Assassin.
0: All right. Well, the zoo itself is is a universe created with the concept of being able to allow other collaborators to come in from around the world. So that was my genesis of the idea. And I wanted to make it to where whatever we did inside certain boundaries called the zoo here, which is trying to keep all the alien creatures inside these massive walls, you know, that are 25 miles apart or 100 miles apart, uh, these circles out in the Sahara. I wanted it to where when people went in and did something inside there, when their books, it was self-correcting. Like they could kill monsters that never showed up again in someone else's. So that was the the genesis of it, but in in general, aliens come by, they see Earth in the distance, they're like, that's a polluted planet, we'll come back later. So they shoot a missile, which we catch. And so, of course, being the inquisitive individuals, we bring this missile down to Earth, and it's got this blue goop. Now, the blue goop was supposed to refurbish the Earth, which generally means kill us. (laughs) And so... (laughs) Now th- th- we have these things like out in the Nevada desert or whatever. Well, the president at the time, which is not relevant to any one shape of any particular president.
1: president? Yeah. No,
0: no, no, it's not. I'm just saying okay. that the, a, a particular president found it um, beneficial because we were low on food to suggest that we have this new great alien stuff that can, you know, make gardens out of the desert. So being smart, we moved over to Africa to do this because we didn't want to do this in our backyard. Oh. I don't know if I can say that. i got to watch my voice. <laughs> yeah. Michael
1: Landerley's on. Get the beeper ready.
0: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. We're on that one. So long story short, humanity, it goes awry. And we have to put up these successive circles of walls around it to keep the aliens inside. We don't nuke it because all of a sudden they're creating new minerals and new chemicals that are almost like um, the, the uh, what is the, oh, fountain of youth.
1: Okay. So
0: we start seeing that these chemicals can actually make humans better or we can heal people who couldn't be healed. And so there's this dichotomy between trying to keep what's in the zoo and get what's cool about it out without getting our heads eaten off. And so that's the, the general part. And so we have three series, four series who are focused in and around the zoo and we have two of them, which is one is Team Savage, but this latest one is called Cryptid Assassin. And we follow an individual who is in one way termed a shorter Jason Momoa wannabe. And so he has gone into the zoo 83 times and he's finally had it. He's survived two or three massive uh, wars that were fought inside there. And he's getting out you know, with the skin on his back, but he's, he's messed up. He has PTSD. He decides to come to Vegas, uh, one because it's in the desert. There's no reason to give the zoo or go be around anything where there's plenty of water. And the other is to build his own little mech refurb company. When he comes here, things go, you know, things go bad. And so he now has to fight against the um, you know, the what's the Italian mobsters? Um, mafia. The mafia, yes. Yeah, so he has to fight the mafia. And he is, when he comes back, we find out that there's an FBI contingent that try has to fight cryptids here in America. So cryptids are alien monsters, effectively. Chupacabra would be a cryptid, so would Bigfoot. So it's just a name for these type of creatures. And so part of the book is about him helping the FBI and the relationships that are going on there. And the other part is him trying to build a business here in, in Las Vegas. And so we're just releasing book four. There are seven books. All of them have been um, licensed to go to audiobook, which is pretty fantastic. And I personally love Taylor. Uh, Taylor is, um, the story is a little bit more adult. I don't care about the language so much. It's not like it's F-bombs are flying everywhere, but I, I am not as focused on that because it's a bunch of people who basically are in battle. I don't think they're very nice over there. I don't think they sit there. and Oh, darn you. Bang, bang so and the other part is i deal with um what his mind would be related to relationships if his expectation is he could die tomorrow and so he has created a a attitude that if he has a relationship and it it goes behind closed doors both parties know what they're getting out of it they're both adults they're both expecting to walk away and so over time in the book we delve into him plus another lady and her expectations and how both of them have to change a little bit. And so now the five, six, seven is about their relationships when they both realize, Oh heck, they like each other. Now what?
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. And so let's go behind the fiction a little bit. And this is like deep into LMBPN. You know, we've talked about the zoo and we have an editing team that, um, that manages all of the production that comes through and it's led by, Um, Lynn Stiegler and one of the editors loves the zoo just loves the zoo so she is the the primary editor for all of the zoo books Mm -hmm. and she has all of this zoo knowledge in her head and does she help to keep things straight for you or
0: oh absolutely her name is judah um, I have two last names for her, so I don't know which one I'm allowed to say.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, let's just go with let's just go with Judah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, we'll just say Judah. So she's actually in South Africa, so which is totally amazing and and um, interesting to me. So we were in Edinburgh last summer, and I was talking about different things, and, and Judah and Kelly O'Donnell um, were mentioning we have this really small but vociferous contingent of people who are like piranhas about the zoo. They just love everything. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that, right? So I didn't know what was going on. And I'm understanding they want more content. They want more content. And so I'm like, okay. So Judah's like, I'll make sure everything is cohesive. You just get the books to me. And I'm like, deal. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) Yes. So long as I don't have to remember all the little fiddly bits. And then occasionally she'll come back and go, well, this is what really happened. Or The group will come back and go, for instance, here's an example conversation. The other night, Lynn, I was up jet lag. Uh, I was up at 2 a.m. my time. Lynn, as you and I are aware, but once again, behind the fiction, typically goes to sleep sometime around 7 to 8 a.m. my time, Mm -hmm. even though she's only, you know, two hour drive from here.
1: Which is 10 a.m. my time.
0: Yes. And, but she gets up about what time your time
1: I don't know, late afternoon, and then they go out to lunch, which is really breakfast, and I'm not sure whether they have dinner or just like lunch again at midnight, and then she starts working. And it's crazy.
0: <laughs> it is. It's funny because we, you, Lynn, and I mentioned one time in an ops meeting that we go around the clock because I typically get up between 7 and 8 a.m. my time, which is 10 to 11. You're up at 3 your time, which is midnight my time, so I'll go till about 10 to 12 p.m., so it's, it's me, you know, it's you first, then I get up, then Lynn gets up and then you go to bed and then I go to bed and then Lynn, you know, is asleep, but it's, we're always cross-crossing each other. So yes. I was talking to Lynn about just production books and calendars. So when are they going to come out? How are we having to adjust? And, uh, there, a Zuka question came up. So Lynn just pipes in and said, well, let's see if Judah is, you know, online. So Judah, of course, is in South Africa. So for her, it's probably 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and so we just pop, Judah pops in, and uh, I have some questions related to how would we want to see the, the zoo going as a, an intelligent creation? I have certain expectations. I knew where I wanted the zoo to go in the far future, but I don't think we're ready there yet. You know, I built the first series in order to build out the background of the zoo. So we have one series is in the very beginning, and then Birth of Heavy Metal is in kind of the middle. And then we did um, Soldiers of Fame and Fortune, which is a little bit further into the future. And so I'm like, okay, but I'm going to need some ideas. And Judah was all over that, like, you know, bees on honey. She's uh-huh. like, well, we'll get you ideas. <laughs> so she takes it back to the the group and the group just like, here you go. And giving it to me and like, all right, then. So you know, I take those ideas and then try to figure out how it would fit within what my thoughts were originally, and then produce the product. So I don't know if we've ever mentioned that uh, Birth of Heavy Metal has actually been um, what is it? What's the term?
1: It, we license the uh, the audio rights. Is that what you're talking? Oh, that's so. That's one thing, and then there's another thing. So we we recently licensed the audio rights to Tantor. So Birth of Heavy yes. Metal will be coming out very soon, um, probably one book a month or so in audio. And we also optioned the film rights.
0: That's what it was optioned. That was the word I couldn't think of to a company in Europe. Yes. Out of Switzerland, actually. Remo. um, What is Pini? Pini? Pani? Pini? Pino? Remo? Rini? (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) To (laughs) Remo. Yes. To Remo's company. (laughs) Um, But uh, so anyway, that went out and there's, there was some activity on that before coronavirus kind of shut a lot of things down so but that's exciting but we'll probably you know see if there's opportunity to go there too so that's birth of heavy metal and the other twos and then you know team savage was actually birth of heavy metal congruent it's two parts to the same story but cryptid assassin it's it's its own unique thing the zoo is not you don't have to read any of the other zoo books in order to enjoy it it's a a secondary aspect of the story it's really more about well taylor mcfadden and um Nikki Banks, the FBI FBI agent.
1: All right. So Cryptid Assassin, if you haven't started the series yet, um, go check it out. Fans are loving this series. Book four just came out today. Um, Five and six are not far behind. Five, six, and seven, right? Five, Five, six, and
0: seven, seven, yeah. So I just have to – I still have to write the beats for seven. Six will probably be done in a couple of weeks, maybe three. But five is already effectively done.
1: All right. So thanks for for being on. Thanks for uh, chatting with us about Cryptid Assassin. And thank you guys for listening. We will be back in your ear again shortly.
0: Bye.